Ding, 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 ding. Here we go. Yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate. Go ahead, dude. Frank. John. Wow. <laughs> wow. And on today's episode, we will have a full recap of uh, UFC Fight Night Vegas 36, which was headlined by Darren Till versus Derek Brunson. We'll give you our final thoughts on Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley, do a quick run through of the news and happenings in combat sports this week, and finish off with our top three fighters to never win a UFC title. But first, boys, what is up? Feeling good, man. Yep. I don't mind the, the cool little rainy. Yep, nice. Given that the fall's coming, man, and I'm that's that's where I live my life. It's creeping up, that's for sure. Hoodie yeah. season is where I live. I know you're disappointed. Every degree it gets colder, you're just like, oh, I'm yeah, not to fly a fan south. Of the, definitely not a fan of the cold. That is for sure. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the cold. So like yeah. this this weather right here, like literally the 70 degrees is perfect. for Oh, me. I could do this year round yeah. for sure. If I had my preference, um, it would definitely definitely be this for sure. So, well, what's going on, man? Anything before we get into the episode? Anybody got any announcements? Brandon? No, I can't think of anything. Did you buy, like, something new this week? Anything? I don't, not that I can think of. No good purchases this week? No, I think, did I buy something that, I've, that I'm forgetting about? I don't know. I'm just asking if you bought something. Nope, nothing I can think of. John, did you buy anything good this week? No, but it's because I went brazy with these Blackstone accessories. Uh, oh, okay. I got a Blackstone griddle for my birthday. <laughs> Walmart sells all the accessories, so I got the tongs. I got the little dome for you steam the cheese or whatever vegetables. I got yeah. it all. Nice. And I've been going kind of crazy on that, so. I like it. What'd I mean, you buy? Let's see, this week. Um, okay, so are you familiar with what uh, card breaking is? No. No. Okay, so... Uh, like you get into like tops car like sports cards like upper mm-hmm. deck tops so some of these like premier packs are so expensive we're talking like one box of a certain amount of cards uh, could cost nine hundred dollars now within that that box there's like sixteen packs of cards you know some of those cards could go for like thousands of dollars upwards of hundreds of dollars so what a lot of people will do is they'll buy the box um, at retail. And basically every pack they'll sell at a, you know, like, so like for, so I did one yesterday. I did a F1 tops F1 card. Um, one pack cost me $60 and there was only like six cards in it, five cards. So you bought six F1 cards for $60, but the whole box cost $900. Sports cards are just going crazy right now for what they sell. So, so you're thinking that, but here's the thing. Within those five cards, the guy opens up. He's, I mean, it gets sent to me now. This is through an app. There's an app. They kind of stream almost. Sure. A $150 Lewis Hamilton. I know him. Tops card. Yeah. Mm. So I made my money plus. Almost $100. Just off that card. Just off that one card. This is all just from making money. Sure. And it's a little depressing, though, when, like, people go off into <laughs> I've seen some people that uh, probably are having some rough evenings oh, before. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm talking about... It's like, like lottery tickets. Yeah, because some guys, like, you can tell some... Yeah, you can tell some guys have a bit of a problem, so they'll, like, hit. Like, okay, I want... Give me a $60 pack. They don't hit anything. Well, I need to make up for that. Give me another pack. Before you know it, they've done, like, the whole box. So they're gambling. Pretty yes, much. Really no, 100%. Pretty much. Yeah. And... Like, I've seen people also just go in there and drop, like, thousands of dollars at a time, dude. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, nutty. Well, it's only, it's the only way it's not gambling is if you're collecting. Yeah. You know, if you're keeping them. Sure. It's like a, you know, a comic book at that point. Right. Okay. But if you're doing it to make money, you're, because, like, i seen a, a TikTok of a guy who bought, like, a pack of Pokemon cards from, like, 2003. Yeah. It was, like, a little sticky. I don't know where somebody Ugh. got it from. They probably found it on the floor in Walmart. Yeah. They paid like three, four hundred dollars for it and got nothing. Yeah, it's like depressing. They, they went for that last card and it was like a trainer, and they was like, "Oh, oh. <laughs> it's so depressing." We'll try again. One yeah. guy today isn't WME the company that owns the UFC? Yes. Okay, so I was watching today because I spent that sixty, and I almost feel like a little cocky. Like I'm gonna go back in on another. Some guy with his name was like WME, and then like a first name I don't like Sterling or something. I don't remember. 
dude, he was just going in. I'm like, this dude might actually work for like WME because <laughs> like who just has the, the dinero to drop into that, man? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, if you're like from our age, it's probably more exciting to do that than lottery cars. Yeah. You're like, oh, I know these players or, you know, this car kind of excites me because I watch this guy. Sure. For people who probably didn't watch sports, it's like, oh, lottery tickets, three stars. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not condoning this because, like, I got very lucky. Like, I could have basically just thrown $60. Well, we've seen what happened with your UFC pack. Yeah, that was a nightmare. Yeah, it's still, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) To this day. To this day. Well, boys, it is Saturday night, and we just watched UFC 36, Fight Night 36, Vegas 36, I think is how they say it. So we're going to get into this episode while it's fresh, while it's hot. But before we do... I want to do a quick, quick uh, rundown of our monthly downloads for August because we just want to thank everybody that continues to support us. It was a really good month for the pod. Um, We had downloads in 26 different states here in the U.S. That's that's over half the states in the map. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, Brandon. That's accurate. (laughs) I don't know if you knew that. Do you count Puerto Rico? No. Okay. Well, they didn't make the list, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to run through them real quick. Um, Some of these, yeah, the top couple are in orders. First off, shout out to Illinois. Can you say the state and their capital? uh, Illinois is Champaign. Um, That's impressive. I can't can't do that at all. No, me neither. I just wanted to just throw it out there. Okay. But shout out to Illinois, passing our home state. Actually, directly, I'm not going to give numbers. We never will do that. Directly tied with our home state, number for number in downloads. Um, so shout out to Illinois. Actually, midweek, Illinois was actually up on Indiana in downloads, mm. and f- our home state came back. It was probably like people at the gym <laughs> finally got their stuff together. After that, we yeah, you probably blow on Indi- Indiana. We got California, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Texas, Virginia, New Jersey, Nevada. How you doing? Colorado, New York, Tennessee, North Carolina. Missouri, Minnesota, Maryland, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kansas, South Carolina, Washington, Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Mm. Love me some Hawaii. (laughs) Massachusetts, Mississippi. And where are you at at the bottom of the list? Our neighbors to the east, Ohio. Yeah, I just don't get it. I was talking to him about it. Ohio doesn't mess with us. We have good numbers. I think Michigan, Tennessee, you know, below us, even all the way down. But for some reason, Ohio don't mess with us, man. Maybe, maybe maybe it's just the nature of the people who live there. Ooh, not, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, ooh, shots fired. <laughs> Dang. That'll be the clip this week, guys. It wasn't guys. meant to be a dig. I'm oh, no, that was a dig. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know what? You stand behind that because we're going to stand behind you on that. Okay. Yeah. We're with right. you on that. Fair I mean, but you think you, like even like wrestling's big there, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you yeah. think we might get some love? I don't know. This don't mess with us, man. I'm still waiting for Wyoming. I'll How about honest. Hawaii over Ohio, though? Yeah. We'll take that, man. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. We will take that. Here's the thing. You know, once we start hitting the road with this, we need places to stay. So (laughs) I'd rather visit Ohio than, or I mean, (laughs) Hawaii over Ohio. Yeah. This is is very, very true. Well, we ain't done yet, boys, because we also were featured with downloads in 15 different countries worldwide. Obviously. Get out that passport. Obviously, our home country of the United States, number one. Below that, the United Kingdom. You want to do accents for every country, Brandon, as I say I, them? I can't. You want to say, like, hello in every country? So no. I'll say the country. Okay, yeah, you're going to try this. Uh, United Kingdom. Hello. God, that's <laughs> terrible. Australia? Okay, yeah, Australia. Number two, three, Australia. Is it your turn? No, you're no, doing, you're doing I can't. I Come on, give us an Australia. Let's Dude, go. Dude, I'm the worst person. Say to hello to our Australian listeners. Good day, mate. Okay, Canada. Hello. A. Maybe you could throw an A. A. Yeah, Chile. Fine. No idea. Literally no clue. Hola. I mean, you that's could, Chile. I mean, could be Spanish. I'm gonna guess <laughs> South American. <laughs> it's something with the A on it. Germany. No idea. He just goes with the deep. You could just say like hi. Yeah, there you go. Whoa, I don't know. Let's calm down a little bit. Let's calm down a little bit. Denmark. No clue. Oh my gosh. At least try Ireland. There we go. Yeah, there you go. The Netherlands. Hi. <laughs> France. We. <laughs> oh. <laughs> India. <laughs> Come on, try. Dude, I, I don't know. Uh, Sri Lanka. <laughs> What's Oh, that's another one. <laughs> I thought you were saying it. No, I don't know that New one. New Zealand. Nope. Poland. Nope. Portugal. Oh, huh. <laughs> you know all those except for you get to Portugal like hey 
I'm half Portuguese. <laughs> ah, it's close to Spanish. Oh, <laughs> shout out to all 15 of our uh, countries this uh, month. Excuse me. Um, please ignore our uh, third host. Hey, that here, was Brandon. your idea. Well, here's the thing. That just remember how I told you yesterday. There's a game I seen on TikTok where you have to make random noises and whoever laughs loses. Sure. And I said if we did this, you would be the worst because all your noises would literally be. <laughs> 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 yeah. But I'd probably win. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> As per usual, though, we do ask that if you are listening, you uh-huh. please subscribe or follow, depending on whatever streaming service you are using. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you please give us a five-star rating and write us a review because that's how we grow naturally. Yeah. We don't know anybody in most of these countries. I'm going to go ahead and say all these countries. We don't know anybody. So we're I think found- I was on AOL with like somebody in Chile once, but that's about it. <laughs> I love it. But that is probably... Um, these people are finding us naturally, organically through our reviews right. and things like that. So if you guys continue to do that, continue to support us, we will appreciate it. Boys, we are only about three hours removed removed from it. This Saturday's UFC Fight Night, Vegas 36, Derek Brunson defeating Darren Till via third round rear naked choke. That's five in a row for... Uh, Blonde Brunson. Right. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Don't. It's not the same. No. Way to clarify. He, ever since he's gone blonde, he's five in a row. It was a little patchy today. But. It, was, it was a little patchy, but Blonde Brunson has gone five in a row, boys, and right. what a dominant, dominant performance over a very, um, what would we say? Uh, game? Game Darren Till. Somebody that's very respected. That's a, This is a big win for Brunson, not only because it was so dominant, uh, but because it was over a guy like Darren Till, who, like we said last week, did not look bad in his last fight against Robert Whitaker. Correct. What are you guys' thoughts on this fight overall? So, I mean, pretty much what we'd expect. I mean, it was going to be who could implement their game plan better, and Derek Brunson obviously did that. He was able to take him down pretty much when he wanted. Um, I've only seen the fight once, obviously. It just happened, but from what I can remember, the only real moments um, Till had was in that third round. Kind of cracked him a few times. Kind of had some moments there in the first minute of the first round. He came out, his striking looked really clean. Right. Yeah, um, I did, but to me, it didn't seem like he was literally landing anything too significant. Well, that like left hand landed were a through. couple. Yeah, the straights, Maybe a and couple. then after that is when you seen Brunson start. Like, okay, I got to get that. Of yeah. This. yeah, yeah. To, yeah. Me, to me, he was doing a really good job in the beginning, pressing him back mm-hmm. and really putting the pressure yeah. on. But then he got hit with that double leg, and he obviously realized, I think you mentioned it last week even, like he typically runs in a lot and kind of yeah. gets caught, which leaves him open to takedowns, yes. which obviously happened. Uh-huh. And I think Michael Bisping kind of, and I didn't really know that Darren's uh, background was in Muay Thai. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, Bisping, I think they had said some point in the third round, like you could tell Till was fighting his instincts to really clinch, uh, clinch and get inside. And, and so maybe that's kind of like some of those instinctual where he's kind of like running into things because he, he's wanting to clinch up and tie up. Mm-hmm. But he realized really fast that, like, he couldn't do that against a guy like Brunson. Uh, but, John, what do you think overall? And um, as far as, like, with Brunson now, like I said, that's five in a row. Uh, he, If you have anything you want to mention about the performance, go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's five in a row for it. Seems like he wants Izzy next. Mm-hmm. Um, said he's willing to wait for uh, the him and Whitaker fight. Um, what do you think about a potential matchup? I, or it would be a rematch. Right. Um, because, man, these takedowns yeah. seem a little bit imposing, and we know Izzy struggles. I think he... Um, this is what I will say. Performance, Brunson did everything he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that he definitely looked tired going into that. The second and third round, he yeah. kind of... You could tell he wasn't just as fresh. I don't know if it was from wrestling or, you know, cut, whatever it's from. Um, he definitely started getting caught with stuff, leg kicks especially in that third, and it was looking like it was turning for Till, and then obviously the takedown happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's was going to be tough for Brunson is somebody like Izzy already saying stuff about like a cannoneer, mm-hmm. and that's more fresh because it's never happened. Yeah. When, you, when it comes to getting people excited, they look at, oh, well, this guy's already beat you, and there's this guy up here who's ranked higher than you who mm-hmm. he hasn't fought yet. Sure. So that makes it tough. Um, the matchup, definitely he's made the type of adjustments that, you know, people seem to have as the blueprint to getting to Izzy. So he definitely, you know, there's not very many good wrestlers at 85, so he provides that. I think 
cemented himself tonight as the best, maybe not, I, I, maybe the best wrestler at 85, number one, but number two, I would say the most imposing with the ground and pound and top game. Yeah. I mean, who in the division strikes you that you can think, I can't think of anybody off top. That was, was Jacare and Yoel not being there anymore. Sure, right, exactly. That's where I think he's yeah. the one I could, We never saw Yoel on top much, though. Hamzad. I know he hasn't That's really a good done one. much. He's That's the a good only one, one I think com- of. I think he's committing to 170, though, right? Is I don't know. His, is his next one at 70? I don't know. We just uh, talked what's about jingling? it. What's jingling? That's what it was. Yeah, yeah it's, that's 70, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but outside of that. It's a good one. Know. Yeah, that's a good point. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Vittori, he's, when he gets on top of people, he's pretty big, but not imp- as imposing yeah. as Brunson has been. Dude, Brunson just looked miserable. Like, Till looked so miserable. And, like... You know, like even in jujitsu, it's like when you got somebody on top of you that's heavy and you like, you just, you know, you got this one more explosion in you and you do it and maybe you can create a scramble, but when the scramble's over, you're still on your back and you just see the wind go out of you. Mm -hmm. And like we kind of talked about it is even the finish, right? I mean, Brunson didn't look like he even had that fully locked in before Till was already tapping. And I don't want to say Till was quitting, um, but I think he was definitely a little bit defeated. I mean, that's got to be stressful to have a guy like Brunson just impose themselves and laying on you and um like i said you know to be fair uh brunson had both hooks in uh till was completely belly down you know stuck on the mat he didn't yeah. have much i mean it was over pretty well it's much, like you said with jujitsu because he did do a big push he he lifted yeah. him yeah, with his legs right and then that didn't go through but mm-hmm. it, it definitely gave me like rumble dc yeah. vibes where it's like okay okay all this right, is my way out. Yeah. Like, yeah, because it, it wasn't, I mean, it was either you tap or he's just going to mount up and just start yeah. landing bombs. Well, and that eye was probably, that eye was pretty bad. Yeah, it looked, it did. Yeah, he, he met, Brunson tore Till's eye up in that very first round. That's really. a, that to me was interesting because Brunson's last fight when he fought Holland, he did an awesome job of being on top, but mm-hmm. he didn't seem very active to me yeah. in terms of throwing, mm-hmm. throwing strikes and having right. a lot of volume. But with this fight, when he was on top, he was constantly landing big shots, throwing yeah. elbows. So I think that was a kind of a big difference one for me yeah. in terms of Brunson. Yeah, it'll be interesting if, you know, I think Brunson has a, regardless of what happens with Costa and Vittori, I think he has definitely um, stake over them, mm-hmm. um, especially since, you know, Costa hasn't fought other than that and uh, Vittori's just recently lost. But I think Cannoneer is in an interesting spot yeah. as far as not having fought Izzy yet. Well, speaking of interesting spe- spots, I think Till is in a very interesting spot moving forward. Now lo- now losing four out of his last five. Um, that's not where you want to be in an organization like the UFC. And, you know, kind of like we talked about last week with Kevin Lee, and it's the same thing now this week with Darren Till, is I think he's in a very, very interesting and very dire spot of his next fight. His next opponent is very important. Because I can tell you right now, I don't care how big your name is, how good you are, Roy McDonald, you lose five out of your last six, you're probably not going to stick around in this organization. And you can make the argument, yes, he's fighting the top, top guys, and he's looking good against them. You know, I mean, tonight didn't look so great. You know, maybe had a couple moments in there. One thing I will say real quick while I'm thinking about it, did you guys feel like the head kicks for Till were there and he just didn't let him go either? Like, I felt like... I felt like Brunson, because Brunson was waiting, and like he didn't have his hands real high because he was yeah. wanting to shoot. And I just felt like, man, there were so many moments there where Till could have just ripped some head kicks there and just, well, just didn't and have I the think, opening for it no, or didn't you, see it. When you made your pick, you said, you know, him taking like the Izzy yeah. blueprint. Right, yeah, same what thing. What Izzy did, kept him on his back foot, yeah. just throwing head kicks he straight up the middle, teeps, knees. knees. Till did that in the beginning. He had yeah. him on his back foot. He was teeping him, you know, going to the body with straight and just looked really good in that first like minute. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as, you know, uh, Brunson got him down, it was just. Well, and you know, he was a, they said he was a Thai boxer too. Yeah. So like obviously <laughs> with the clinch stuff. We talk all the time about when you get tired or you're in a bad spot, you go with what you know. Yeah. So I imagine it was even draining on him to not want to like to fight the urge to clinch. And, yeah. You know, go against that. But yeah. So what do you guys think about Till though? Like I said, lost four of his last five, and I mean it's hard. <laughs> Despite strength of schedule, I still think he loses his next one, and he's not going to be in a good spot. The only thing that might save him over a guy like uh, Kevin Lee is the fact that he is an English guy. And they talked about it at nauseum tonight on the broadcast is 
England needs a big guy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll get to Tom Aspinall and you know Patty and some of these other uh, Liverpool fighters that fought tonight, English fighters, but. They do need a guy until is a name. So that could keep him around a little longer. I yeah. definitely think he gets another one because he is coming off of a really long layoff, almost a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think um, I'm still kind of feel like on point with what I was saying last week is I feel like he's just never fully lived up to that hype of you know what he was supposed to be. Every time he's ran into these challenges, I mean, he would be a perfect candidate for our game at the end if he retired today. You mm-hmm. know, he's just had struggled at that. And I think it's time to put a little bit of when it comes to like England, there's some other guys there who probably deserve a little bit more clout than than him at this point. When you like somebody like for me, like MVP, Michael Page f- at this point is more is a more successful fighter than Darren Till. So I think there's other people who could get a little bit more shine from that market. But, yeah, he definitely has to figure something out because it doesn't matter how most potential you have it's about what have you done for me lately and he's done some really bad performances and some tough luck yeah it's the same for me it's hard for me too because i'm a pretty big fan of till um like sorry i really like watching him fight and he and i still feel like he has a lot of really fun matchups out there like you know he just recently moved to 85 you know there's still a lot of fun guys for him to fight but if you continue to lose you're less likely to get those fun fights so i you Mm -hmm. know and he's sort of at that point like you said where there's not a whole lot of wiggle room left so I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, especially because he's probably going to have to go down a bit in, you know, uh, quality of opponent, you know, maybe like a a mid-tier guy. I'm just kind of looking at the rankings. Most guys are pretty tied up. You know, maybe you could do a guy like a Uriah Hall, um, you know, somebody like that. Shabazzian. uh, Yeah, Tavares is kind of down there. at this point, him and Holland probably got Kevin the same Holland, record. So. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Holland would be a fun one, although I thought Kevin Holland, once again, was going to commit to mm. 70, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, but, you know, then you go lose. If he were, you know, lose to, like, one of these mid-tier kind of guys, you know, it's really hard to make a stake to kind of stick around. Yeah. Um, you've seen it happen with Woodley. doesn't matter what you've done at one point. Mm-hmm. You lose four or five, man, it's... Yeah, and speaking of moving on though, but speaking of just potential and just oozing it in our co-main event, Tom Aspinall defeating Sergey Spivak via first round TKO, uh, just a completely flawless, flawless victory. And I told you guys um, earlier on, in when we were talking about it, is we just get something new every time from this guy. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, we saw early on the the footwork and the speed of the hands, and then in the Arlovsky fight, you know, it was the takedown with the rear naked choke and or straight straight into it. You know, and today it was the feints, man. His feints. I mean, every time he faint, I mean, he got big reactions out of Spivak. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just the win, just the perfect win over a guy like Spivak, you know, as far as where he's at mm-hmm. in the division, um, to really propel himself now for a big, big fight. You know, a guy like Rosenstreit came in my head. I know he's got a fight coming up, but I think he deserves that type of caliber of a guy, you know, somewhere maybe not top five, but, I mean, it wouldn't be crazy to think either. What do you guys think? It doesn't sound like he wants it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it didn't surprise me either, especially when you look at heavyweight. I mean, I, I know he's you know, kind of where he's at and what he said, but in terms of the heavyweight division, I think – you know, if you can push a guy up there, you should do it. You know, and he's mm-hmm. kind of at that yeah. point where I'd like to, we need some, you know, we need some new blood in the heavyweight division. We're always kind of seeking it. And here lately, it's been pretty good. You know, Royce and Striggs came in, Gon's there, um, and Gon who's still relatively new. And he went fast, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm all for it. I think we need to push him. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, him and Dacus are kind of on a similar mm-hmm. path, kind of like JDS and Kane, where they're going to end up meeting at one point and. Yeah, I think those are the kind of like the guys up, but it sounds like he wants to take it slow. But I think they said it on the broadcast at heavyweight, it's tough. It's if you keep winning, you can't keep. Yeah, you know, you can't go slow. I think you know. I I think in in a past podcast, I, you know, back the last time, because you just said it perfect, John is. Uh, him and Dacus have been on this kind of similar path, and I feel like the last time Tom fought. Dawkins fought like a week or two before just similar to like what mm-hmm. we were at right now and we mentioned this and we were like well maybe them too but it's like yeah but you don't want to put two heavyweight contenders against each other right now because yep. you, you need contenders and we need to build these guys but I think now both of those guys it's a perfect time to make that fight because one has to go on right mm-hmm. you know not saying it would 
you know, knock the other one way down, but we've got to figure out between these two guys, who is the next one to kind of push on, right? Because we kind of got that fight with uh, uh, Gone and uh, Rosenstreich, which was kind of like a similar uh, Mm -hmm. idea, right? You know, like, uh, let's see who's legit between these two. And I think I really like that idea of uh, Dacus and uh, Aspinall. I think it's it's a perfect time to make that fight. Who's Dacus fighting He's fighting on 266, he, right? He had his fight fall off, and then it got rescheduled. Oh, who was it? We featured it a couple weeks I'm ago. pretty sure it's on 266, because I think I've seen it on the undercard. Yeah, I can't remember. I know it got... But uh, yeah, I think if you know he wins, if Dacus wins, and it's... I mean, it doesn't even matter if it's super impressive, but it helps doing sure. that. But yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, with JDS and Kane, they both fought eight different people before they ever seen each other, mm-hmm. so it built, it built up so well, so... I definitely think that those two are on a crash course at I, some point. I agree. Uh, also, next fight, Alex Moreno defeating David Zavada. Uh, just a really, really tough fight. Mm-hmm. War, another huge win for uh, Alex Moreno. Continues to look good, man. What He beat Cowboy in his last one, right? Yeah. That was his last fight. And then uh, now beating David Zavada. Um, anything on that fight or before we move on? It's kind of crazy. He's a, he's a coach, too. Okay. Like he's like their that. head coach. So he coached that Brian Battle in last uh, the last week's oh, okay. fight, he's a and he's kind of attributed to that to him kind of taking a step <clears> up because obviously when you teach stuff, you have to break it down and know it really well to show somebody else. Yeah. So I thought just thought that part was interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next fight, Khalil Roundtree defeats <sighs> Modestus Bukowskis. Sorry, via round two. I guess we'll call it leg kick. Bleak. So yeah. So uh, kind of like yeah, but. Roundtree comes out and just, I mean, just right from the opening bell was just lighting uh, Modestus up. It was scary. Oh, man, he looked, I don't think we've seen Khalil Roundtree look that good since the Ultimate Fighter when he was on there. Remember, Mm -hmm. he came out, he was like, really, kind of, this is what we saw, and then it kind of faded. Um, And then uh, Bokowskis uh, never really got going in this fight. Uh, You know, he had a couple moments here and there, but then in that second round, Roundtree just lands this, I don't, what do you even call that? It's it the oblique kick, but it landed but it, to, on, the side. to the side of the knee and basically just buckles blew, yeah, the knee. Yeah, blew it out. I mean, they said maybe his ACL. Um, Brandon, what do you think about this fight, this finish? Pretty amazing. So the fight itself, I mean, it was only two rounds. The first yeah. round was pretty dominant by Roundtree. He looked great. Mm-hmm. But the, the finish, I guess, was a big one for me because I don't, I think you maybe mentioned on our little group chat where you were like, you know, we see this technique thrown a lot, mm-hmm. but how often do we see it finishing guys like that? Yeah, never, and, never. And so, but I think the small difference was like what you said, John, that it, came at the side and wasn't at the top. Sure. So I wonder how many guys, how much of this was not so much round tree landing it where he wanted it, but his opponent sort of le- just leading his leg in a little bit mm-hmm. too much inside and kind right. of giving it to him. I don't know, but I, I'm curious to see if more guys kind of take that approach to the side like that because it was obviously very effective. Yeah, right. and I mean, Roundtree said that he was trying to set it up off of the jab and kind of as a counter because he knew he put all his weight up there and, and unfortunately, he kind of turned his knee a little bit too before he threw it, so yeah. it, it made it even worse. But right, right. you know, I, I watched the the post stuff with uh, Alan Jobin and Muhammad, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "Get rid of it, get rid of it." But it's one of those things. But then Muhammad said, "They asked him like, would you throw it?'" And he said, "No. Well, only if somebody threw it at me first." <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I was actually I I screenshotted earlier. I was actually really surprised by the amount of fighters, you know, coming out and saying like, "Get rid of that kick." Um, I don't really personally see anything wrong with it. I mean, like what I was telling you earlier is like, like I feel like John Jones is one of the first people we really saw utilizing that, you know, yeah. trying to like damage guys' knees. And he was pretty open, in the, you know, when he started using it, that that's what he was doing, you know, trying to damage the knee. And we've seen a lot of fighters use it, but never like that. And no. I mean, I don't know if it's just like the combination of the angle, the power. I mean, but that knee just, I mean, he literally just destroyed the knee. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just a horrible, horrible finish. Uh, I mean, it was really cool. I'm not saying, you know, it it, looked bad. It looked really bad, but I was really surprised by the amount of fighters kind of coming out and saying like, no, just, uh, just get rid of that kick. Uh, but I was just curious what you guys kind of thought about that. I think it's a matter of when it lands, like it just did. Yeah, this guy's not gonna fight for another probably year and a half. I think that's what a lot of you them. Know? They were saying it like changes careers and if stuff like that. If you that. get the calf kick and your leg gives out, that heals. You get knocked out, that yeah. heals. You know, obviously, where I come into, which obviously we're saying this as non-fighters, mm-hmm. so we're not at risk of getting our ACL blown out right. by doing our job. But sure. you know, I like I said, I think it's it's the knee bar of striking where even if you do do everything right and the guy gets it and you tap, it can still 
you know, do a bad damage to yeah. it. So you're not necessarily, if you get rid of that, then you have to start looking at a lot of other things that are out in the open that yeah. can really damage people. Right. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I don't, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, no, I, if you're okay with, so the way I look at it is if you're okay with knee bars, yeah. you have to be okay with it. I don't see why you can be okay with an e-board but not be okay with this. Yeah, because Paul Harris was out here doing people <laughs> dirty. Well, he also got cut for that, yeah, too. He but yeah, he's... He kind of ruined his career. But, but it's still, that's going to be a good point, though. It only took a yeah. few extra seconds. And yeah, and I, but I just wanted to bring that up because I, I was a little bit mm -hmm. uh, put back by the amount of fighters that were just speaking out, saying yeah. it, there's no place for it and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay. And it's unfortunate, too, because people are going to talk about that strike and not, you know, Roundtree making the adjustment to calm down, settle in you know, get his shots off and then actually get the finish. But yeah. I do like him at 205, man. He looked scary. And, you know, I didn't really realize that his whole plight with his confidence, you know, he talked about how Dana and everybody else had so much confidence with him. Obviously, your mm. training partner, Anderson Silva. Sure. You know, you get boosted up and he said, he's kind of saying he's just now getting to that point to where he believes in himself like that. Yeah. And it's scary. Yeah, he mm. could, because he, he was one of those bubble guys, right? You know, yeah. like he goes out and loses this fight. There might not be much of a future for a, a Khalil Roundtree, yeah. you know, in the UFC. So good for him, man. Awesome finish. Um, but yeah, moving on to our next fight, boys. Do you feel it? Yeah, Brandon. Do you feel it? I do. Oh, it happened. Oh yeah, Patty the Batty Pimblet defeats Luigi Vendramini via via first round KO was a little little rough let's be honest in the beginning <laughs> it was a little rough but yeah but john just talk about as soon as he had vindramini hurt Ooh. the finish just the violence the pure speed and aggression it, you know uh you guys are big fans of fast and furious right no I, I actually, like the original i actually am mm, not really Okay, well, you are. But what I'm saying is that what it was is it's a race. Sure. Things are kind of close. You know what you need to do? You hit that nitrous button, dog, yeah. and you go turn up. Man. And jeez, man. He went 100 miles an hour. He he lands a good shot, and then once the dude starts stumbling backwards. The violence, whoa. yeah. Just just a crazy, crazy finish. Brandon, what did you think of the finish? Very impressive. Um, I was surprised to see the finish by knockout because obviously Patty's a pretty big submission guy. Yeah. He's got knockouts on his record, but I was really waiting to see that ground game. Um, the leg kick, which you mentioned, was, I went back and watched it, yes. and that was actually a big part of it, too, so that was pretty impressive. Yeah, so. that's one thing I noticed right from the beginning is, oh, hold on a sec. This is the part. <laughs> Brandon, keep your shirt on. You can take your shoes off if you want. I'm going to take mine off. Here we go. Oh, oh my God. No. Oh, he did it. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy. But no, Brandon, uh, you said exactly what I had noticed is, um, and, and they didn't really comment out, call it out on commentary. I, they might have missed it a little bit, but he uh, he kind of shot a high, high C, high crotch, but he switched off to the single leg. Mm -hmm. And when he switched off to the single leg, he almost looked like he was going to go for the back. But when he did, he kind of took a big um, kick at the back of um, uh, Luigi's calf. Yeah, it almost looked like he was trying to sweep his foot out. Yeah, but, but he kind of chopped the back mm -hmm. of that leg. And, and so they he loses the single. And as soon as Vendramini steps off, uh, you could instantly tell he because he used he that leg that uh, Patty kicked, he kind of used for his back leg. And you could tell he did not like putting weight on that. Mm -hmm. His movement instantly. Because the reason why Vendramini was having so much success, aside from Patty's hands being really low and his <laughs> chin being really high, was he was his movement, his footwork was really good. Yeah. Uh, and he was moving really well. And I I mean, that, that kick right there off of that single leg completely changed the game. I thought his movement stopped instantly mm -hmm. and uh, got him standing still just enough for Patty to to really start opening up on him. And all jokes and everything aside, I completely understand. This dude has a long way to go. I think he's still mm -hmm. very green. Uh, the hands being low and the chin being high was not good. That's, no. That is not, that is how, that is exactly how you can have the shortest career in the 155. Jeez, especially when you get to like seven and up. Yeah. It's, it, that is not where you want to be. Um, I still think the future is super bright for him. Mm -hmm. uh, he showed the potential. Uh, like I said, that finish was just violent. Right. Um, and he's got the charisma. He's got the character. Even though when he gets beat up, he looks kind of like Stuart from, uh, uh, mad TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, man, super excited for, uh, for Patty and, um, we'll see, man. Yeah. I mean, we'll if you see, get, 
if you guys follow us on Twitter, uh, we were actually a little active tonight. Yes, at um, Neon Belly Podcast. And if you want to laugh, I I definitely tweeted out, "Hey, Patty, we know where your head's at now. It's in line with that left hook." Mm-hmm. And then three seconds later, he turns up and yeah. knocks him out. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, super super good performance. Um, and it's good for you know it's good for the UFC to have somebody whose mic skills are that good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's not going to ever have a problem finding a fight because people are going to want to shut him up. Yeah, he drips charisma, like I said. Like I said, I said it last week, has a lot of shades of a young Conor McGregor coming in, being a little mystic as well, calling his shots. He said first round KO, and it happened. So we'll see what the future holds. He has to keep delivering and... Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. If he can, man, if he can keep doing it, he's fun. He's exciting. And one thing uh, that we had talked about as well is we didn't even see it, but he's primarily a grappler. Like mm-hmm. if you go back and watch a lot of Patty's old fights, like I'm talking like back when he had a buzz cut, he had zero striking. I mean, he was just all jujitsu. He's really good off of his back. He's got really good triangles, uh, really good setups to the triangles from guard. Fine um, triangles. Yes. I hope he never goes to a buzz cut. He needs to keep no, this. No, I love it. The Hanson haircut needs to stay. It's like a blonde beetle, baby. Yeah. Uh, one more fight I did want to mention. This was a great card, by the way. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Julian Juicy J Rosa too, because I, 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 lo- I just love saying that name, and I had to shout him out. Because yeah, what was uh, Jordan or uh, J- Jordine? Was that how you it say was Air name? Jordine? Yeah, Air Jordine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Julian Juicy J, I love on two love weeks. with his fights. Yeah, just or uh, ten days. My right. he submitted him by Darce. Right? Yeah, yeah, but it was he, it's crazy the way he set it up. Yeah. Like you don't really see people set set him up standing up. He kind of like sure. saw him kind of ducking away and just, but his, their exchanges were crazy, man. Yeah. But one, we have to mention definitely fight at one fight of the night. Definitely was fight of the night for me. Molly, the meatball McCann defeating G young Kim via unanimous decision. This was a war. Mm. I mean, these two ladies were just throw. I didn't even know who was going to like at the end. Oh. It could have, excuse me, literally went either way. Yeah. But it was just a bang fest. Yeah. That headbutt was unfortunate. Yeah, because that could have been if you know, because if the judges didn't see that clearly yeah. and it wasn't cleared up to them, that could have been seen sure as tough. But it was definitely a little David versus Goliath because that girl had like ten inches of reach or more. Something, I think. yeah, something. Yeah, like she that. looks significantly bigger. Yeah, in the cage. Yeah, yeah, really good, really good uh, win for Molly the Meatball Boys. That is UFC Fight Night Vegas thirty six. Anything else before we move on? All the bonuses went to uh, England. The fighters from the UK, man. Dude, the Scousers showed up. Other yeah. than Darren Till, you know, who right. obviously took a really tough one, the Liverpool gang showed up. Which makes sure. it unfortunate because if this would have happened uh, there. Well, the main event would have put a, a little sour note on it. But Yeah, but it would have been so reeling from the other fights, man. It would have oh, been man. tough. You never know, too. Till could have just thrived in that environment. It could have. Yeah. You're right. You no, know. dude, you're... Some people don't fight good at the apex, man. Well, and it's not... I didn't even think about that as well. Uh, Tom Aspinall had said earlier in the week, like, I don't even know what it's like to fight with fans in the UFC because his whole career has yeah. been during this. So, the, like... I think they said they have, like, 70 people there at mm-hmm. the apex. Yeah. He was like, that's the first even fans I've fought in front of in the UFC. So... Uh, shout out to him. Shout out to the f- the whole fight card. Like I said, top yeah, to bottom man. was just really good. Moving on, boys, we have to talk about it. Um, I'm sorry. I know some people are probably a little sick of hearing about it, but obviously Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley happened the night that we recorded our last pod. So we haven't talked to you guys since it happened. But in case you don't know, I'm sure you do know, Jake Paul defeated Tyron Woodley via split decision. Um, I don't really want to talk so much about the fight because I feel like that's been talked about so much. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, just kind of a quick general, you know, I thought Jake came out early on, used his jab, used his distance really well to kind of keep keep, keep Woodley off of him, right? You know, Woodley's whole thing was he had to get inside. Um, And then I think it was in like that fourth round somewhere, uh, Woodley landed a big i think it was a left yeah, it was a right. a left. yeah. and just sent honestly it probably should have been ca- counted as a knockdown because uh had it not been for the ropes uh, jake would have went down 100 percent. yeah yeah 100 percent. he would have went down um and then you can't count those as knockdowns yeah. um and they didn't for some reason um then i think maybe woodley won the next two round or two um but then kind of jake just i'll be honest man a lot of respect for Jake Paul after this one. Mm-hmm. Really toughed out, a really tough fight. He was in there against a really game guy. Um, and I really feel like Tyron Woodley represented MMA really well, as, uh, too. Mm-hmm. You know, So just real quick, your guys' kind of thoughts on the fight as a whole before we get into the aftermath, so to speak. I thought it was—I um, agree. I, I thought— um, mm-hmm. 
the decision, I mean, as far as the results, it kind of is what it is. Like, because if that, if you do count that as a knockdown, that's probably a 10 8. Mm-hmm. You might be looking more at a draw yeah. than you would a split decision. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he did rebound from taking that shot and was able to, you know, make it through the whole fight. Um, yeah. For Jake, obviously, now the door's open for him to call out whoever's willing to take the payday to fight him. Yeah. Woodley, he didn't necessarily look bad, but you kind of, you know, when you come from that, you kind of, and the way he was talking, you kind of needed the knockout to sure. solidify yourself, which I don't know if he gets the rematch. Maybe if he does get the tattoo, uh, yeah, Jake will, will set it up. But what I seen that I thought was interesting is it kind of makes you appreciate what Connor was able to do with Floyd because these guys are getting beat up by YouTubers. Mm-hmm. And Connor and well, Anderson went in there with championship yeah. fighters. And I, and I understand that. But let's, you know, at the same time, like Jake, Jake's trained really hard for the past three years. I mean, it's 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 really hard to just keep calling him a YouTuber now. I mean, I think he is a professional boxer. Mm-hmm. He's a boxer. Well, I'm saying the He's difference between world class sure. champion no, I, boxers. That's very true. But just when you say YouTuber, that kind of not that it's like demeaning, but it also takes away from the fact that he is a real fighter. Yeah. I mean, he's trained. But like with that though, like Brandon. I feel like pure boxing training and experience is all like really Woodley lacked in this fight. Um, I think I told you guys, I feel like if Woodley had three similar professional boxing fights, three, you know, which would have been three professional boxing fight camps coming Mm -hmm. into this. um, Do you think that he possibly wins that fight? Because a lot of the getting inside, he was just trying to charge straight in and that's tough to do in boxing. Right. Mm -hmm. And to get inside in boxing, it's a lot of footwork and head movement. And he just didn't really, he just didn't really seem to have that in his game. Yeah, um, I don't take this with a grain of salt cuz I'm not a guy that typically watches uh, boxing. Right. But ever. what yeah, so what I would but what what I saw was kind of a, what uh, what I've seen from Woodley lately. It seemed like he he kind of had his he was trying to land a big shot, land his big right hand and he just wasn't able to do it. And mm-hmm. he didn't have mm-hmm. much beyond that. Like it, yeah. it, and there were a few times where it seemed like if he would kind of let go a little bit he he would have had success, but he wouldn't even do that. Like there were times where Jake was just yeah. in the corner and Woodley was just kind of there. That's the only and thing that was weird to me, but I feel like it was just once again back to like knowing combinations and knowing your way in, and I just don't think he has that knowledge. Yeah. And, that, and that's where I I have no idea because sure. yeah. But I think the the knock what should have been the knockdown in the the fourth round shows you that he has the power to hurt. Sure, he has the you know the explosion to get in because he didn't have the reach advantage, you know, right. and he wasn't naturally the bigger guy. Right. So the the T was there. Like you could see it all kind of out there. Just you yeah. didn't have everything to put it together. And, and kind of off of that, I want to ask you guys this too, because you brought up, you know, you obviously said Jake was the bigger guy. Um, we know that he's handpicking these opponents, right? He mm-hmm. has been his whole boxing career, which is fine. Like, it, right. like it's been talked about that's once boxing. again at nauseum. That's boxing. This is what he's, what his career path looks like right now is probably not much different than pick your favorite boxers, first three four fights they're it, they're mm-hmm. fighting scrubs pretty right. much um but they also weren't the celebrity that jake paul is where we get to see everything and everybody's watching right, right? but do you guys think that that could almost play into his downfall a little bit with this whole boxing thing um, or kind of lead people to lose interest especially with this whole boxing versus mma thing right um but even beyond that, like his second fight, right? It was a NBA player. Well, he this guy's a real athlete. He can beat Jake Paul. Jake Paul beats him. His next fight is well. This is an M, a real fighter, an MMA fighter. He can beat yeah. Jake Paul. Jake Paul beats Ben Askren. And then this time it's oh well, he can't beat a you know a world champion and you know uh, a, you know a guy with a lot of power and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, Willie's not going to go down and this and that. And he beats him, right? So it's like yeah, there's that aspect of like yeah, he's proven people wrong. But at this point. Is there really anywhere to go with this MMA thing, or is it just kind of done? Because well, now, because now I'm hearing like, well, he couldn't beat an active UFC, like, yeah, because you know, because like Woodley's like 38 years old, right? He was a lot shorter, a lot, mm-hmm. you know, he was noticeably smaller, um, and and it's a smart pick for Jake Paul, but like now people are like, oh, well, what about Masvidal or Diaz? Like these guys are, and it's just like, guys, I just I personally feel like if the Jake Paul thing continues, it's got to be against a real boxer, and I don't. Yeah. That's just me personally, because I and I know that's not going to sell the way mm-hmm. that they want it to, because um, obviously like Tommy Fury did not look great, even though he no. won. Um, it doesn't really probably sell the fights, but I don't know. What do you guys think about that? You correct me if I'm wrong. Again, I'm not super in the loop with boxing, but it seems to me like Jake sort of has the star power where if you put somebody in front of him, people are going to tune in. Yeah, and uh, I'm assuming boxing promoters are going to are going to want that no right. matter who it is. So I think he, well, I think. Maybe there's people that would rather just see him fight somebody that is professional 
and it's going to be not a super interesting fight in terms of star power. But at the same time, if he's got people lining up to fight him that are somewhat big names, mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to continue. Well, he has a contract with Showtime now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like six fights, maybe. Right. So they're not gonna. They're gonna do everything they can to push. Yeah. Somebody like because he could still go after like retired boxers. Sure. Like he could have tried to fight De La Hoya or something. Or yeah. Evander Holyfield or whatever. Right. Um, Mike Tyson. But I do agree because I respect boxing enough to where if I if I I really want if he wants to call himself you know a professional boxer mm-hmm. I want to see him do professional boxing matches. Yeah. You know against guys who are. Even if they are, you know, three, four fights in, mm-hmm. he does. He is gonna. When it comes to that, though, and I mean, he can keep proving that wrong. But a lot of these guys who might only have three or four professional fights have a hundred amateur fights. Probably, you know, some of them have done the Olympics, yeah, against high level guys and stuff. And maybe if he he feels like if he loses, or especially if he loses bad, that kind of gets rid of his meal ticket. So maybe he yeah. will keep on doing these, and we'll either watch him or we won't. But somebody will. But at the end of the day, do you guys think? For his next opponent, he should look away from MMA. Because I just feel like at this point, it's like, okay, yeah, you throw somebody else in there, you know, Masvidal. And it's like, yeah, but we've, I mean, is there really that much of a difference between Masvidal and Woodley? I mean, honestly. I mean, I would say, he, you know, like what I'm saying, it's just like the, the luster to me of, oh, I could beat a UFC world champion. Like, you kind of lost that. Now, if you can get Connor to do it, but man, I mean, Jake's. You know, so much bigger than Connor. I don't even mm-hmm. know if they would sanction that either. I or think the only Logan. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't sanctioned either. Fair yeah. enough. I think the only one you have if you're gonna do the MMA is somebody like an Anderson who's already shown that they yeah. can win a boxing match and he's about similar size, so yeah. it's not like it'd be a and big won, stretch. And won a very big boxing match as well. Like yeah. you kind of brought that up. It's like to me, like, yes, Woodley represented very well, but that to me shows that, like, what Anderson did against a legit, legit guy that yeah. was a world champion boxer and isn't that much older. I think Anderson was actually older. Yeah. Um, you know, to show, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm losing the guy's name. Chavez. Uh, Chavez Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, to beat a guy like Chavez Jr., who's a former, yeah, maybe he's not his old self, but, you know, that's super impressive. Yeah. Uh, you know, because then, like, a guy like Woodley really couldn't go beat a a guy that's only four and oh yeah you know or three right. and oh excuse me so um, you, you know you couldn't see some of these guys that's why i mean you do have names i think gsp is too small yeah if you wanted to try to pull that one for jake because jake is a yeah. bigger guy but like i said anderson's probably the only one be left. interesting i like that idea it would be interesting i'm still Which they were watching well they were looking at trying to do um logan and, and anderson <laughs> what is that i think that's a siri Oh my gosh, that just scared the <laughs> Oh my gosh. I thought like a big that. metal big metal door is gonna shut behind us yeah. and we're gonna have to like saw trap our yeah, way out so of here. We we for people that don't know, we've been recording in a new top secret location and <laughs> we just <laughs> it's something just went off. Some like woman's voice is coming through. That kind of scared the mess out of me. Well it's la- like smart house, dude. Yeah. Last thing on this and then we'll move on though. Uh, so if Woodley supposedly agrees to get this tattoo, you know, they the whole fallout after the fight was Jake said if Woodley got the I love Jake Paul tattoo to or whatever that he would give him the rematch i don't think it's going to happen but what do you guys think i think if there was a rematch i kind of feel like it almost gives tyron more of an advantage because tyron took every shot that jake threw at him nothing dropped him nothing you know he he ate some big ones but uh, he definitely took some big ones i mean but you know his power definitely rocked jake right so and honestly i think some of the punches that some of the flurries that might have got counted as actual punches i felt were going off of woodley's shoulders i felt like he was rolling really well i know he trained a little bit with floyd before that so maybe that's where that comes in but yeah i mean i think i do think that jake is as far as this whole celebrity other league fighters or whatever thing Mm -hmm. it it's gonna have an expiration date yeah i agree so he i if i was him i wouldn't do it one because Woodley's already seen you, and he he'll have you know something to go off of to try to you know get you, and he's he has hurt you. But two, you don't want Woodley to be the payday that basically you lose to. You want to keep building up, right? Maybe Mario Lopez next. I don't know. <laughs> Mario, boys, let's jump into some news. Yeah, boom! Couple fight announcements. We'll start out with. Uh, Dustin Poirier versus Charles Oliveira is being targeted for UFC 269 on December 11th for the UFC lightweight title. I'm glad it's happening because it sounded like Dustin was looking for money out here. So Yeah, for sure. 
and, and for even for Oliveira, because I don't know if you guys seen Gaethje kind of come out and basically say once Chandler and Oliveira fought for the title, it took away the luster of the lightweight title. It's like, well, you lost your title fight before that, so it's not like you would have been yeah like deserving of it. Yeah, say that one more time. Gaethje came out and basically said ever since. Um, Oliveira and Chandler fought for the belt. It's lost the luster. The fifty-five isn't belt isn't the same. It don't mm. sounds okay. like somebody bitter, but yeah, somebody wasn't fought in over a year. Brandon, your boy. Yeah, so we got RDA versus Islam Makhachev is official for UFC two sixty seven. What do you guys think of that one? I think it's uh prove it's it. a prove it one. Yeah, like I think I told you last time. I feel like Habib's, you know, first real challenge was RDA. That so, happened I want to say 2 days ago, maybe 3 days ago. Exactly, it would have been however many years ago. I think okay. it was 3 or 4 years nice. ago. So I think uh I I think it puts Islam in a very similar spot. I think you beat a guy like RDA who's a a vet, tough, proven, um puts you right there at yeah, the top right. to me. I agree. So, uh, John, Misha Tate's got a fight, too. Let us oh, know. Oh, yeah. Misha Tate's back into the into the thick of things, headlining a fight against number seven, bantamweight Ket- Ketlin Vieira. I totally made you read that on purpose. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm glad that she's getting right back into it. I mean, if she wants to really make a push for the title, yeah. she has to yeah, throw herself I mean, in the mix. Well, I think uh, I think her rankings came up. I think she's at, like, number eight. So this That's is, like, crazy. number seven versus number eight. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you're it's just her name, right? No, nah, it is. And but I think they see her window as being really small as well. You know, realistically, she loses one and... Yeah, you know how many more are going to be left after that? Yeah, so that's tough. you may as well just move her on up. I think right. that's kind of the thinking. Um, well, UFC two sixty eight might have just got a little bit bigger because we have a really really cool announcement as Glory Champion Alex Piera is rumored to be making his UFC debut. If you don't know who Piera is, he's a six time kickboxing world champion who's crossed into MMA where he currently holds a four and one record. Um, his biggest claim to fame, though, is that his he is the last man to be a knockout, a one Israel Adesanya. Um, he's a guy who a ton of fans have been clamoring for a long time to get mm-hmm. into the UFC. Um, dude, I've heard people go as far as to say that they, they think he might be the best middleweight in the world, like even over Izzy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know who Alex Piera is, go to YouTube, type in Alex Piera highlight knockouts. Mm-hmm. I mean, this dude is a, he's very dynamic, very explosive. His knockout over Izzy is scary. Right. He just put him out, uh, made him go Left stiff. Hook. Yeah. Um, super excited to see him finally get into the UFC. Um, kind of like on the top, uh, the Patty train, man, just another like guy to be super, super excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, if you get a couple wins in, you're, I mean, you're writing the right. the pay per view for itself against him and Izzy. He's yeah. got. I was gonna say he's got to get there, though, right? right? And especially if if you're four and one, that means you've yeah. already lost, so you kind of have a little bit of a luster. Yeah. But you'll always be able to say, you know, push your name at. Well, I already knocked you out. Who was the guy that beat Connor before he got in the UFC? Um. Oh. Duffy. Duffy. No. 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 Yeah, Todd sounds, Duffy. Yeah, that's right. Todd, oh, Todd Duffy's yeah. a heavyweight. Yeah, he's a heavyweight. Uh, but I think Duffy's right. I think it is Duffy, but I don't remember his first name. But he was kind of the same way, right? You know, he was, mm-hmm. everybody was like, uh, he needs to be in the UFC. And then he gets into the UFC. And it's like, you know, if he can get to Connor, it would be, you know, because he's the last guy to beat Connor. And then he just, ne- Joe Duffy. Joe Duffy. Yeah. And uh, Joe Duffy just never quite worked out in the UFC. No. So, you know, we'll see with Piera, but I'm I'm really excited for no, a guy I mean, like him to be added. And just, you know, as we've been talking to some of these guys, and, I mean, Izzy's starting to lap, and some of these guys yeah. toward the middle bottom, like, you know, like Uriah Hall and some of these other guys, just don't quite have. I, I saw he uh, Piera tweeted out to Izzy, and he said, I'm coming for you. Or something like that. So we'll see. We'll see. It's exciting. Uh, last thing, not super newsworthy, but uh, still very interesting because we did just talk talk about this last episode uh, and the potential of this, I guess. But Zhang Wei Li has decided to move her camp to Arizona for her championship rematch against Rose Nama Yunus. Um, it sounds like she's going to be training with Henry Cejudo, Patricky Pitbull, and possibly the Korean Zombie. And um, I think they're in Scottsdale, is where they're at in mm-hmm. Arizona. Um, I didn't see exactly why she's moving her camp uh but i am gonna assume that it probably i mean so with these chinese uh, fighters we know that they can't you know you can't really say much in china right? right when you're outside of china but um i'm sure there's a lot of fear about the country shutting down mm-hmm. you know 
not to get political in any way, but you know, tensions are a little high between the two countries. So, right. I mean, it just makes a lot of sense, right. Yeah. For her and, and especially with a championship fight coming up and, and different things like that. Um, so, but it'll be interesting to see if more fighters start yeah. to do this. And I mean, it also makes sense from a training standpoint, you got outclassed yeah. in that last fight. Sure. And now you're about to go work with some of the best uh, outclassed. I mean, you don't land a head kick like that on a championship fight. I, you don't think we can just say he got caught? No. Man. It's an interesting know. argument. I'm not going to say she was out Because it was clean. Okay, but she was landing really good lead kicks in, in leading up to that moment. Mm. It wasn't like she was just standing there getting touched the whole time and then got, you know. So did, like, Connor just get caught in a submission by Habib? That's a totally different circumstance. That's I mean, four he rounds. Was, he, like, hit him and hurt him in one round. We're just talking no, semantics he, here. No, he didn't. He didn't just get caught. Oh, okay. No, but he did. He had no moments in that fight. I mean, he did though. What moments? He was hitting him, and then Beeb had to take him down. When? <laughs> it's like the third round, dude. No. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting thought. Yeah, I don't know. It it did happen so early in that fight because it happened within the first minute, didn't it? Yeah, I'm not uh, okay. So let me clarify. I'm up. not trying to diminish what Rose did. Like, sure, obviously, no, no, obviously, no. what she did was fantastic. It was a great strike. It she was got lucky, kick. is what you're saying. Okay, yeah, it's exactly yeah. what you said. So yeah. sorry, Rose. Sorry, Pat, Pat, don't do nothing. Brandon <laughs> didn't. Boys, anything else before we move on? No. Did anything catch anybody's eyes? That that leaderboard did. Yeah. After the fights. Oh, we got yeah. A, we well, I get. Up. Yeah. So there's not a UFC next week. Right. So we can, ask, I, we can just wait till next week. It's up to you. Yeah, we can just wait. Okay. We'll sit on it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Brandon seems really. <laughs> no, so he, here's have, the thing. I genuinely have no idea what happened. So no, we uh, were tied last week. Oh, you got no points this week. No, I got oh, no points this so week. So we have a new right. champion. <laughs> so we got a new leader. Ooh, here's the thing. It's I'm, been a long road. I imagine like you were like jumping and yelling in your house, and Abby was like, What are you doing? He's like, I'm in first now <laughs> for the first time Listen in weeks. Up. I was making months. posters. I got a sign. Yeah. yeah. It was, it it's was the greatest deal. thing that's happened to Brandon yeah. in five years. Trying to make Oliver <laughs> say, New leader. Yeah. Oliver was happy. It was a good day. If it wasn't for Oliver's birth, this by far the best thing that's happened to Brandon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty close. In the last maybe decade. And like for it. me, I'm almost tired of being in first. I've been <laughs> so in it so a good long. Thing for you. Hey, right, yeah. They say heavy is the head that wears the yeah, crown. I'm ready. You know, like Rose, we were just talking about <laughs> I needed to lose the belt because <laughs> it was just too much, too yeah. much media, too yeah. much John, you're in first. You got to pick last. <laughs> now you have to. Good luck. Yeah. That's it's true. not It's not easy not being able to copy somebody when they're like first round knockout and you're like, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen, but I can't say that. I love it. Well, boys, we started an interesting topic this week uh, that we brought up, and so we decided to turn it into a little pod segment, and that is going to be our top three fighters that never won UFC gold. The only stipulation we have is they have have to be retired currently, and because obviously we can't help it if somebody decides they want to make a comeback, Mm -hmm. because that's always possible in MMA, even if you're 65 years old. Sure. So even I, if there's a fire, I feel like based off of the conversation we had before we hit record, I want to start with Brandon. Yeah. So Brandon, give us your three T H R E E. There we go. Trace. Okay. Trace. Number one. To our Chile fans. Trace. Number one. Are we going to talk about these after I say them? Yeah. You're yeah. favor. Okay. He's a good one. Okay. Like, yep. He was on my list. Yeah. So had a couple close fights with Dom Cruz. Um, well, he beat Dom Cruz early in his career, and then I don't know. He's just one of those guys that never, never could quite get it. His last fight was against Jose Ricky Simone. Oh, Ricky, yeah. Oh, he beat him, Jose. or he lost, and then retired. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your eye favored. That was one. Um, the other one's Jacare. That's, that's a big one. That's a mind. recent one. Yeah. So that one was just stood out there. Sure. Um, the other one was again. I'm not quite sure where if he's retired or not but has Biola? no oh joseph benavidez that's a really good one is he he retired i don't i don't know it's i feel like last i heard he was kind he hasn't fought in a long time Mm -hmm. um i don't know if he's officially we'll accept it because i think it's been over a year since he's fought right yeah Yeah. so figgy right no 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 he fought askarov no no i think it was i think he did fight askarov he lost to, f- to I think it was Figueredo. I think yeah. that's because they he fought Figueredo twice, right? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. that the one? But then I, I thought he fought so. Askarov again and lost. Maybe. But, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take that. I'll take that. Look at me. 
John, run through, <laughs> run through. <laughs> Brandon only had two. Let's be honest. That was how many? How many did I just say? Okay, but well, before yeah. we hit record, Brandon only had two. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. So, John, uh, run us through your three. Well, I had. I'm a big Jacare fan, so I had him anyways. Uh, just to add on to what he said, he's got. He had big wins over Robbie Lawler. He beat Brunson twice. He's beat Okami, Vitor, Chris Weidman. Just struggled against the Rockholds, Whitaker, Yoels. Sure. Um, I had Faber as well. He has. He pretty much beat everybody that wasn't Mike Brown, Hinton Burrell, and Aldo. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three was Dan Henderson. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 KOs. All his losses were Anderson, Vitor, Rashad, Rampage, Bisping, like the big guys. Mm-hmm. Has wins over Lombard, Rich Franklin, Shogun, Fedor. Not a lot of people. Well, a little bit different now. but <laughs> uh, He beat Henzo Gracie, Carlos Newton, mm-hmm. some other guys. Uh, in my honorable mentions, I had Kinflo. Mm-hmm. Mr. King. Oh, no, 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 you're not doing honorable mentions. It was three. Stop there. Well, I'm saying he already said two of mine, okay. so I was going to say some different Stop ones. Stop there, because you've got some of mine anyways. Oh, go ahead. God, this guy. I actually came over-prepared. Why are you saying not this guy? This we guy. say We say three, and John brings seven. Well, he, he said two of my... <laughs> Why John, are you dragging me into this? John brings seven. <laughs> Brandon literally said he had two. John could have just gave Brandon one. I'm not this giving all, him nothing. This Come on could, now. This all could have been avoided. Is this because you're not in first anymore? No. Okay. It's because I do better research, so, dude. I'm not going to give John you doesn't want to give right. anybody a chance. My number one was Dan Henderson as well. Uh, 47 pro MMA fights, 32 and 15, former Pride Strike Force champion. Uh, did fight for the UFC title four times, just never quite got it done. Uh, my number two was the California kid Uriah Faber as well. Once again, 46 pro fights, went 35 and 11. Former WEC featherweight champion. Uh, he did move to Bantamweight in the UFC. Fought for that title two times. Like John said, lost to Barrow and Cruz. Um, but I think with Faber, my thing too, just kind of adding on to what more that you guys said is, I really think Faber is like the godfather of the lighter weight divisions. Um, and when I say lighter, I mean sub 155. Mm. Uh, because I remember the WEC days. Um, I used to watch WEC, actually. Like, I was a genuine fan of that mm. organization. Um, and before that, before Faber, Faber was the very first WEC fight I ever watched. Um, and I didn't even know there was weight classes sub 155 in MMA. Had mm. no idea. Um, and then I start watching this kid with cornrows, this white dude named the California kid coming out to Tupac. And I'm like, whoa, this is yeah. all. like, there was just, he just had, I mean, he just had the look, he had everything. Um, and so, and I, I kind of still personally believe that maybe had he gotten to the UFC a little bit earlier, he wasn't real old in age, but he had been through mm-hmm. some wars. And I mean, you go back and watch some of those WC fights, man. He was just ever like, go back to that. I think, I think the first one I watched might've been the Brian Bowles fight. I could be wrong. I might've mm-hmm. watched a couple before that, but dude just went through some wars, man. Um, so Faber was my second one. Like I said, OG, uh, to the sub one fifty five guys, in my opinion. Um, and my last one was Kenny Kinflo Florian, John, <laughs> Uh, Kenny actually only had 20 pro fights, believe it or not. Uh, in those 20 fights, he went 14 and six. One thing I love about Kenny though, is he fought over four weight classes, middleweight, welterweight, 155, 145. It is, it is really crazy. Um, and he's fought for the UFC title three times. Two of those were at, um, lightweight against uh, Sean Shirk and BJ Penn and one of those at featherweight which was his last fight against Jose Aldo Jr. Um, and for the people that maybe don't know much about Kenny's career his whole career pretty much was plagued by like really bad back problems mm-hmm. um, really struggled um, and I remember I think I heard him talk about either the Shirk or the Penn fight like he should have never taken the fight like his he almost couldn't even train his back was so bad um, but kind of like Faber I think it's a thing where Kenny gets a healthy, and, and this is all shoulda, coulda, woulda. I mean, it's just fighting everybody's sure. career. It ha- things happen for a mm-hmm. reason, but I think he's a guy, if he could have been healthy, definitely would have been a world champ yeah. and fought for the belt three times. So yeah. that is my three, and that is that. Did you have any others you just want to throw out quick? Uh, no, I, I thought about uh, Benavidez. He was one. I was kind of on the fence, but so that was one. Um, one I have on here is Overeem. Overeem was, yeah, that's a good one. he's fought everybody, yeah. you know, just never got to that. And then the other person I put was just a homer, 
little Chris Lytle love. Chris Lytle. Yeah, because he got close. There were some injuries. Yeah. He was supposed to fight Condit a yeah. couple times. And then even like Dan Hardy, who, you know, got up to that title fight and just mm-hmm. didn't quite pull it out. But Yeah, I think <clears throat> had he not had a fight coming up, Nick Diaz would have been all over my list. Right. Um, you know, Nate's a guy that could end up on that list, unfortunately. Yeah, there's like Cerrone. Cerrone, yeah, Masvidal. Yeah. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's I a lot. Gustafson, too. Like Gus, yeah. Backs, yep, yeah, he's another one. You know, there's a lot of guys. Um, Man, it's... Rumble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Christoph Shazinski, KJ mm, Nunes. Right, right, right. Um, Gilbert Melendez. Ooh. Jake Shields. Mm. That's another one. Shields. Yeah. John Fitch. Yeah. Damian Maya was the one, but he still wants to fight one more fight. I was going to have him on mine. Oh, he would have been... You could have done Damian Maya. Okay. I know yeah, he's I still trying to get one, one last yeah, little... I don't know. Uh, I think he's done. But he's but fought he, a lot of people. Dude, his record. Yeah, didn't he go on like a 17 in a row or something? It was weird. Or no, not 17. I think it was like crazy. seven or eight. Yeah, I'm tripping. No, seven, <laughs> 17, you'd be like goaded. It's about before he you, fought Willie. You would be champion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, before he had that big title fight. Well, boys, I think that's the episode, guys. I don't really have uh, much else. Uh, let me look. Uh, I do have one thing, though. Sorry. Um, before we do go, we usually don't mention these but i think we're pretty solid for this week but we will have a matt talk this wednesday so come back this wednesday check out our new episode of matt talk featuring our boy and now professional mma fighter james schaefer yeah and schaefer if you don't show up you're gonna have to be the one to tell everybody why there's not an episode on wednesday (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna spend the whole episode talking about like why you lost the fights you lost before yeah (laughs) yeah like you know maybe the one you lost by a legal uh, kicking a downed opponent, right? Yeah, well, so. Brandon didn't think he lost. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, Brandon yeah. saw a KO finish. We all, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, took, he looked the guy's wife in the eye and said he lost that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so come back this Wednesday. We'll have a Matt talk. Uh, Shafe's a just. I mean, you'll you'll hear. He's just an awesome dude. He's I, he's great got a story. great story. I hope we can get him to talk about it. Uh, John, what is our song of the week? Our song of the week is uh, going to be a fabulous cold summer. Okay, because the weather's changing. <laughs> It's kind of getting to be a cold summer. Just saying. We're crossing into that. Uh, Brandon, before we go, do you have anything for the people? You have a new leader. Appreciate it. Respect it. Okay. It's a bit demanding. Yeah. Mostly talking to John, but yeah. These people just listen to us for an hour and you're demanding, but okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a quick question for you guys just to go out on. Okay. Would you rather be sticky all the time or itchy all the time? <laughs> oh, sticky. Dude, that's tough. Itchy, though, like you can't, it'll never stop. No, sticky. I'm picking sticky. Oh, that's but so that's, horrible. You're sticking, like your legs are sticking to it. But the sensation of not being able to scratch an itch or well, not. One of my biggest pet peeves is like, St- like stuff on my hands especially like sticky you just feel like you're covered in honey at all times ah. just <laughs> and then imagine when you get like sweaty your shirts don't co- take like, taking but off the, a wet shirt i think i'm gonna go sticky though because i couldn't imagine just itching 24 7 is it your whole body or like localized like I every say, day something new we, we could say it changes up but i mean it's still not good no i still still might pick stick yeah i'd still do sticky can't do the itchy thing my one for the road is Certified Lover Boy is now here. Brandon, were you more of a Donda or Certified Lover Boy? If you well, had to pick- I only know what Donda is because of last week. <laughs> I don't know what this other thing is. How to take a guess of what Certified Lover Boy is. You get three guesses. An album. Okay. Am I right? Yeah, but by who? Three. Oh, guess God. three people. Certified Lover Is Loverboy. it one person? Yes. Is it a rapper? Yes. That's, yes, I'll give you that. Are Hold they on. young? No, you get no more hints. You get guess three. Dude, I don't know. It's an album and it's a rapper. You got that. Certified lover boy. I have no idea. The baby. Is no. he one? No. He Tink. is one, but not. that's not him. He's not one of them tings. Dude, I, I... From Toronto? Canadian? Might have seen him at a Raptors game. Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh god let me let me just let me hit this um that's gonna be all for us folks brandon i said it last week i'm gonna say it again never change mm. never ever ever change hold on does it help if i say degrassi is that a show that's a show right okay i'm, 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 I'm muting brandon's mic is now muted. sorry guys all right guys we will see you guys next week until then enjoy peace, peace.